0: WA's three grain grower lobby groups say it's time to have an open and honest conversation about the benefits of competition in the state's grain supply chain. In Western Australia, grain handling is controlled by one dominant player, the grower-owned cooperative, the CBH Group. Many growers have a great sense of pride and and loyalty to the 89-year-old co-op but also recognise it's struggling to move record tonnes of grain from upcountry receival sites to port and out to export markets, which is discounting local grain prices by around $150 a tonne. Would a new player in the grain handling space open new pathways to port, get the grain flowing faster to export markets and help WA growers reach world price parity? What do you think? What do you know? Text now on 0448 922 604. Sitting around the table to talk about it today is Gary McGill. He's chair of the Pastoralists and Graziers Association's Grains Committee and farming in Kalingari and Balladjew. Alastair Falconer, chair of the WA Grains Group and a grower from Karoo. And Mark Fowler, President of WA Farmer's Grain Section and farming in Williams and Harris-Smith. Gary, why is the time right for competition in WA's grain supply chain?
1: Well, Belinda, for my part, it's been uh, a thought that's been occupying my mind for a couple of years. Uh, It should be no surprise that the PGA has always supported the concept of competition but in recent times, we've seen circumstances arise in the Grange logistics sector in Western Australia, and we're mindful of what has gone on in the eastern states, some developments in South Australia, and that we've uh, wondered and thought that it would be a good idea to have a discussion with the potential for promoting the idea of competition in West Australia's Grange logistics sector.
0: Alastair, why do you think the time is right now to be having this conversation?
2: From the WA Grains Group's perspective, we see that you know our grains more valuable at port rather than up country, so anything we can do to get that grain to port quicker and more efficiently, and if that means you know we need to look at competition, well well that's the best outcome for growers.
0: So are you backing competition? This is not just a discussion for you, your organisation is actually one hundred percent in support of having competition in this state.
2: We support encouraging competition where it, where it suits the growers.
0: And Gary, you? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely, yes. Okay. We've arrived at the view that that's uh, something we should be considering now for the future.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it's not surprising that um, WAG, and particularly Pastoralists and Graziers Association, as you said, Gary, is open to competition. You're a big supporter of a a deregulated free market system. But more surprising, maybe, is WA Farmers stepping into this conversation. So, Mark Fowler, what is WA Farmers' position here on competition, introducing competition into WA?
3: From a policy
0: perspective, we haven't
3: put this directly to our members yet. We will do so following on from this.
0: But some sort of um, you know, welded-on CBH supporters would be quite uh, surprised, angry perhaps, that this is being uh, discussed and on the table. Would uh, that be right?
3: Uh, you might well be right, Belinda, but I would uh, implore those people to, to reach out to us and engage with us on this. Um, I don't think any grower would expect us just to have a, a, an idealistic approach to this. this we're, we're looking for pragmatic solutions to what is a very real problem for
1: growers at the moment. Gary? I think that this whole concept will be good for CBH. How
0: is it a good thing for CBH?
1: because it's quite possible over the longer term when all this is implemented cbh may well respond themselves to these pressures that might come to bear these competitive pressures and that will be a good thing for them and good thing for everybody else
0: and respond in what way
1: well in, in terms of their performance uh, we've, we're really concerned about the performance of outloading and moving things down to port at the, at the moment new and innovative ways may be found other efficiencies may be found in the system the general concept of competition can only ever be good for everybody and I've been uh, fond of saying that it'll be good for the industry and if you ask me who the industry is, well I, that's the grower, the trade and CBH
0: Now, as soon as we're speaking of CBH, it is the, the main grain handler in this state. It's a grower owned cooperative and it's its acknowledged, well here on the Country house several times, that it has got these supply chain bottlenecks. It does have a plan though, so the long term plan is a $4 billion spend to upgrade the supply chain and receive an average 22 million ton crop and outturn 70% of that in the first half of the year by 2033. And short term also, just recently, it's managed to add 600,000 tons of shipping capacity, bringing total shipping capacity to 17 million tons. Are you here today to say that CBH is not doing a good job? It doesn't have an adequate plan in place, Gary? Uh, no, not,
1: not at all. In fact, all year, the three organisations have been engaging with CBH on a regular basis to discuss this Grange Logistics problem. And we've been encouraged by their approach and the way that uh, the, the, the proposals that they've implemented and have been successful in trying to overcome this problem we've got. So we're not at all alleging that CBH uh, you're not performing in this matter, they do an excellent job and then you might ask me well then why we want competition well then what what will happen in the longer term is an alternative pathway to the port, to the blue water can only be of advantage to everybody it's not going to be a matter of whether CBH is doing a good job or not doing a good good job, in my mind that is not what's important, what's important is that the new alternative pathways, providing that competitive influence is very very important for the grain industry of Western Australia.
0: Mark, as uh, uh, the main player in this state, the CBH crew, won't it just come in and flex its muscle in any patch where a competitor tried to establish itself, You know, offer better prices to growers in that zone and just basically uh, push them out of the state before they even have, had a chance of establishing themselves?
3: That's possible. I also think that CBH is probably quite aware of the fact that there's a fair bit of regulatory scrutiny being potentially about to be applied, so they'll be careful about how they exercise their considerable market power in that space. But I would hope that a cooperative that is obliged to act in the interests of its growers, if they can see that something is in the interests of growers, that they won't uh, be an impediment to that, I would implore them to step up to the challenge and actively compete. And I think that's part of
1: the the benefit in having competition in the space. Gary? I actually think that CBH will respond very effectively and positively to the implementation of competition. There may well been of circumstances in the past where uh, potential entrants into the uh, Grange logistic market may have been worried about coming here and uh, perhaps some had some plans. And, what,
0: they're not worried now? Uh,
1: uh, no, I don't, I don't think they will be now, no, but they may have had some plans uh, and for various reasons they have uh, decided not to go forward. Export grain marketing in 2008 was the catalyst for these opportunities in the grains logistics sector. Nothing could be done under the old systems before. There have been... A number of people interested in it and we've seen some conventional port operation uh, considerations being considered here in western australia they haven't moved forward on it for whatever their own reasons are there's an unconventional port operation proposition that exists in south australia all of us have had some discussions with those people we'll have to wait and see as to how far they want to proceed i think cbh will actually respond quite positively to
0: this on the country hour this afternoon catching up with gary mcgill from the pastoralists and graziers association Alastair Falconer from the WA Grains Group and Mark Fowler from the WA Farmers. He's the Grain Council president. And today, all here in the Country Art studio, just talking about the possibility of opening up the supply chain here in WA to some competition with a new player uh, entering the market at some point. Now, Bungie is a competitor. It's been established here in WA since 2014, based out of the port in Bunbury. How much has that competition improved, return to growers, Mark? We've
3: seen Bungy do a number of things. They've filled some gaps in the CBH system, for example, at Arthur River. We've seen greater flexibility on the way in which they accumulate grain in terms of the receival specifications, and at the current time, they're offering a, a price which is um, in excess of the rest of the market because they have a system which is largely empty and their own port.
0: But it's just isolated to that region of the state, isn't it? That southwest region. That's correct. Which is not the powerhouse of grain growing in this state.
3: It's an example of how competition can positively affect the area in which mm-hmm. they operate. And we see grain getting taken some considerable distance to the, the Bungie receivable points. So, if that example is replicated one, two, three or four more times, I think that would be good for, for, the, for the grains industry in Western Australia in general.
0: But are those growers on parity with uh, the world? You know, in general, we're sort of $150 a tonne below world parity at the moment here in Western Australia. Does that competition
3: well, help moment, that at all? at the moment, they're the only competitor in a port that doesn't have the capacity of certainly the CBH ports. The more of these entrants we have, the greater capacity we have to see that kind of site-based pricing offered that is at a, at a level which is closer to international parity.
1: The Bungy situation in Bunbury is probably not the best example. It was always welcomed by the PGA, that development down there, but it's a highly localised catchment area for them and uh, they are quite successful at it now. As Mark said, what we see is that concept replicated right across the, uh, the landscape of the WA um, grains production, particularly uh, in the Kwanana area where the big bleed is at the moment. So if investment is going to come to provide that competitive element, and alternative pathways to the market via the blue water, then if it comes right across the full spectrum, then the benefits will see, will see them flow as they have benefited in that in that small catchment area that Mark refers to down there.
0: It's been mentioned a couple of times here, the South Australian-based company, uh, T-Ports, it uses that transshipment model where grain is loaded onto a barge at port and then taken out to deep water to be loaded onto a bulk carrier for exports. Now, T-Ports, Kieran Carville, He's been on the country. I just saying that he's exploring several locations to set up shop here in Western Australia. Is that sort of model? Is that the best fit for Western Australia, Alistair?
2: Uh, I think it's definitely one model that could work well in Western Australia. I think there's there's areas along the coast that a bit like I suppose Arthur River that weren't particularly serviced by you know a CBH site close to them, and this is just another
1: avenue for those growers to get their grain to port i became aware of that, uh, what you might call an unconventional port operation uh, that developed in South Australia. It's now operating in one place for a couple of years and the the other one's to be commissioned early next year. And uh, you really need to spend a bit of time getting your mind around the concept, but it's in place and working, and it happens in other sectors uh, in the mining industry and other things like that.
0: But how how is it working, though? If you look at the prices that South Australian growers are getting, what is the difference between, with that extra competition in South Australia, is it making a difference?
1: Yes, uh, I believe it is and has done. Look, I became aware of this uh, unconventional system late last year and then as the harvest unfolded and we saw all our problems, I know my grain marketing consultant uh, said to me, South Australian grower in january was getting something in the order of 390 dollars a ton for asw wheat and i was getting 310 for a period in january and i said why is that and he's an ex-south australian and he understood what goes on over there and he said look it's because of the competitive element that exists in the environment that exists there that's allowed that south australian basis and so whether it's an unconventional port operation or a conventional deep water port operation as an alternative to the mainstream CBH, it can only always benefit to get their grain to the blue water quicker with alternative pathways and then you'll start to see your prices.
0: Mark?
3: If you went from having five ports to having eight ports, you've got a diversification of avenues to port, you've got more ports. One of the biggest issues we've had in this past year is the single avenue to the Quinana port getting grain from upcountry to port. So if, if there are a number of ports, that obviously is going to diversify that risk of, of a bushfire, of a train derailment, of problems getting trains. It's giving us other avenues to get grain to port and take that pressure off.
0: So we're talking about the, the tea, South Australian T-Ports model. Would any other players enter the market, do you think? I would foresee that if the unconventional one did see the light of
1: day and was established over the next three, four or five years in Western Australia, it might encourage others either of that mode or, say, a conventional deep water port uh, to consider their options. I know that elements of the trade are now placing Western Australia under some scrutiny now in this day and age, so all these years now after deregulation, they're now having another good look at it. Who is? See it. Well, I, I'm not prepared to name who they are, but, but, but in, in casual discussions, there are people saying, who are members of the trade here in WA, are saying, well, we're going to have a little look and see whether there's any benefit for them investing in probably conventional port operations.
0: But the catalyst is going to be that T-port model, that barge style. If, th- if that doesn't happen, the others won't come. No, I don't know that. I wouldn't say that. Each of them
1: will make their own independent assessments of this matter. But it is interesting to note that the unconventional system that's developed out of South Australia has raised as a talking point in Western Australia and and you would imagine that a lot of people are taking a bit of notice of it.
0: Alistair, what do you make of the South Australian player that barges grain out to ships that are anchored in deeper water? Would that work here?
2: I think the unconventional teaports model is, is really exciting and I think that's definitely be worth pursuing into the future. But also there's existing port infrastructure that isn't being used for anything at the moment that could also be used to load grain and there's different ways. I think it's company in Victoria use, you know, straight over the side shiploading with trucks tipping into a grid to not focus on one particular way of exporting grain, but you know, there's a whole array of competition that could come in that would help our growers. But I, I guess further to Mark's earlier comments, I, I see that um, with having, you know, more ports available, it, it might provide some real innovation in logistics as well. You know, you'll see a lot more vibrant marketplace in trucking. It, you know, might encourage government to look at some road infrastructure to increase, you know, configurations and the like to, you know, really make our industry more efficient. Is and that going to better. be
0: important, that government assistance for any... You know, new player coming into the. Well, I think
2: to make the road network really efficient, I think you only have to look at Port Hedland, where they're shipping, you know, two million tonne of iron ore a day, and while the majority of that's rail, there is quite a bit of road transport, you know, pulling into that, and it's working well for them. So, agriculture being pretty sustainable industry, then it can only be good for the local economy and everybody in the state for the grains industry to flourish.
0: I guess the, the bottom line here is that this is years away. Realistically, Is it four years, possibly more, wow. Mark?
3: And that's one of the things that needs to be looked at because the strength of our interest at the moment is driven by our current scenario where we have a, a challenges in the supply chain. By the time it takes to execute one of these projects it might be three to four years down the track by which time cbh might well have constructed the necessary infrastructure and the upcountry freight system might have been upgraded to accommodate more tons so that's definitely a real factor in looking at this but we would say there are so many tons coming in the pipeline that there's plenty of grain to adequately utilize and
1: justify all of this infrastructure
0: gary when do you think a new player will enter the market here oh.
1: I, I couldn't be specific about that, but but I think we've we talk about you're confident though I, well, I don't know whether I'd be I could ever say I'm confident because this is in the embryo stage of discussions, but it's important we have it. look. We could be producing these 20 million tonne crops for quite some years and CBH are projecting themselves of looking after infrastructure to cater for a 30 million tonne crop down the track. Wonderful stuff. What CBH is doing here is extremely good forward-thinking planning and they may have all these things up and they've got a program over 10 years, they've got a you know, rolling program, that's fine. I don't think that matters in terms of whether we have competition here or not. It'll stand or fall on its merits because it doesn't need grower permission or anything like that they'll uh, um, allocate their capital accordingly and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but I would be confident that it will based on the track records and and it's just the, the, the whole basic concept of competition is important after all in all of the Areas of service provision for West Australian grain farmers, whether it be chemical, fertilizer, or, or, or other services, insurance, anything you'd like, anything you name, is subject to competitive element in Western Australia. So the one last thing that I can see that isn't is the grain logistics sector of Western Australia. I don't think there'd be anybody out there that would say that competitive element that exists in every other aspect of our service provision is not good for us. So and so this will be the same as that, is how I sum it up.
0: Great to have you here in the Country Hours studio. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Blenda. Thank you. Thank you.